You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me for another week as we pursue God together. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I was so challenged by Mike Bro's message to kick off our Slay the Monster series, as I'm sure you were too, and it was just a great weekend. Well, I want to kick off this week with a simple but a provocative question. Do you believe? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in angels, in heaven? Do you believe in Jesus? And even if you do, aren't there times, if you're honest about it, where you have doubts, questions, a little bit of wavering? You know, when I was around 14 years old, it dawned on me one day that the reason I was a Christian and the reason I believed Jesus was the Son of God was primarily because my parents did. And it hit me, I believed it all because I had been raised and told to believe it all. But I realized that didn't necessarily make it true. And, and so it was kind of alarming to me to realize if I had been born in India, I probably would have been raised to accept and believe in Hinduism. If I had been born in Iran, I probably would have been raised to accept and believe in Islam. If I had been born on the island of Tahiti, that would have been a wonderful thing. But I remember kind of a panic setting into me wondering, what if I was born in the wrong country? I mean, what if my parents raised me in the wrong faith? If you're an atheist, if you're an agnostic who's not sure, if you're a spiritual explorer, certainly at one level, maybe the thing that has kept you from coming to faith in Christianity is you have just so many doubts. But here's a newsflash. Doubts also impact people of great faith. Perhaps you've questioned whether God has really forgiven you, or you've wondered whether the Bible can be completely trusted, or you can't reconcile the suffering in this world with a loving God, or, or you're having a conversation with a colleague, somebody you really expect, and they make a vague statement like, well, you know, archaeology has proven that the Bible is false. Everyone knows it's full of contradictions, full of mythology, full of superstition, and and bad science. Come on, it's the 21st century. And you wonder, well, gee, am I just an intellectual lightweight? And it can be these times where you start having serious spiritual doubts. Someone said Christians can be divided into three groups. The first is those who have doubted. The second would be those who haven't doubted yet, but will. And the third group is those who are brain dead. (laughs) Because everybody doubts. Even atheists doubt. Now, when you think about doubt and you think about the Bible, even people unfamiliar with the Bible tend to know someone's name who's synonymous with doubt. In fact, when someone is a doubter, we often say that he or she's a doubting Thomas, right? And and it would probably be completely predictable for me to give you thoughts about doubt by looking at the life of doubting Thomas this week. But I want to look at someone in a passage of scripture this week in Matthew chapter 11 that very few people think of as a doubter. In fact, most of us think of him as a strong, courageous, bold, unwavering guy. And his name? John the Baptist. I mean, John was the first one who identified Jesus as the Messiah, whom he called the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
John was the one who courageously preached, prepare the way for the Lord. John baptized Jesus and personally witnessed the heavens open up, the Holy Spirit descend as a dove, and God's voice proclaim, you are my son who I love, and with you I am well pleased. John was the one who said that he was not even worthy to untie Jesus' sandals. And yet near the end of his life, after knowing Jesus, growing up with Jesus, pointing many people to Jesus, he experienced some grave doubts about the validity of his faith and the identity of Jesus, and he finds himself in a prison cell. And he sends some of his disciples to ask Jesus this question, Matthew eleven three. Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Now, of all people, why would John the Baptist question whether Jesus was God? Sooner or later, almost all of us go through these periods of doubts, and I want you to know, you can't just ignore them. They won't just go away. You must treat times of doubt in your faith with great respect, and you have to deal with them honestly. So this week, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what we can learn from John the Baptist about how to authentically process doubts about our faith that are bound to arise during our lifetime. And, And here's what I've learned. Times of doubt actually can lead to a stronger faith. I hope to see you again tomorrow. God, I pray for all my brothers and sisters right now who are beginning their week, just wanting to pursue you this week. And maybe even now there's a season of doubt going on in their lives. There's question marks. There's uneasiness in faith. There's hard questions. And I pray that you'll use this week to help us authentically, genuinely process those kinds of doubts and that it would lead to a stronger faith. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, have a great Monday. We'll catch you tomorrow.